Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Kirk Murray. Kirk is the founder of the Lexi's Legacy Foundation, a nonprofit organization committed to ending animal suffering. Uh, he's also the author of Paul Prince on Our Hearts uh, and the head coach at Self Publishing School, as well as a student success coach at Self Publishing School. He's coached hundreds of authors and completed over 2,000 one on one coaching calls with our authors at self-publishing school. Uh, and so I thought we'd talk about two things today. Number one, um, writing a memoir that sells well and makes an impact. Um, he's, he donates all the proceeds uh, uh, from the, this book to his nonprofit, which we'll talk about. Uh, but then also kind of lessons learned from thousands of coaching calls. So if you're in the trenches right now, about to start your book, in the process of your book, or maybe you just signed up for self-publishing school with Kirk as your coach, and you're listening to this to prepare uh, for your first coaching call, this is going to be really, really helpful from someone who's just in it uh, every day in, 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 uh, in more ways than one. So Kirk, welcome. Great to have you here. Yeah, great to be here, Chandler. Thanks for the uh, awesome intro. Uh, really appreciate your time and uh, uh, chatting with you today. So first off, why did you decide to write your book? And, and why, uh, why a memoir? Yeah, great, uh, great question. Um, so I was one of those people, I think, you know, among the population, most of the population who said, I'm, I, I want to write a book one day. Um, never really had intention to do it, though. It's like, I just, it's one of those bucket list items. Um, until a couple of years ago, when an event really changed that for me. Um, I, won't, I won't reveal the whole story, because I do write about this in my book. Um, but ultimately, um, I rescued... Uh, a homeless puppy from the streets. And so and when I did this, is this was probably one of the most rewarding, if not the most rewarding thing I've ever done in the 34 years of my existence on earth. And um, later on though, um, he ended up dying, right? Like a week later. So it was by the time I rescued him too late, um, already had passed. Um, he had, um, not already had passed, but he had uh, uh, blood diseases, uh, intestinal worms, all the things. And it was just too late. Um, and so at that moment, I was super distraught. And I was like, man, like this should never happen, uh, even though it happens every day uh, in cities across the world. And so I decided I'm going to do something about it. So uh, the first thing I decided I was going to do was I'm going to start a nonprofit to help animals. Uh, and I do not recommend that, by the way, as the first course of action is <laughs> just to go in and start a nonprofit. There's a lot more to it than it sounds. Um, and then secondly, what I really wanted to do was I want to write a book, share his story and really elevate the stories of uh, abused animals and the animals in my life. And and so that's when the Google search happened. Right. It's like, how do how do I write a book? And uh, that's when I ran into self-publishing school, um, eventually got connected, uh, got a copy of Chandler's book published, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, I actually got the first version. He, I know you came out with one uh, this past winter, super awesome, up-leveled uh, a ton. But even off of the first version, after I read it, felt super confident and was like, man, 
I'm ready to do this thing. Uh, and so I booked a call and then the rest was history. Yeah. Um, so sign up for self-publishing school. When, I think that's what's cool is you, you walk the journey as a student uh, and then ultimately became a, a coach. And co so you kind of seen it from both sides, which is really, really cool. Let's talk about the writing process. And then I want to move into marketing. What was the toughest part of uh, the writing process and any tips for people um, that, on what you learned about that for writing and maybe even more specifically writing a great memoir? Yeah, I think the biggest um, insight I had was, I think my expectations of what, what a rough draft is and what it isn't. Um, I think beforehand, uh, and even, you know, uh, joining, the, joining the school here and, and, and really just trying to understand that the rough draft is just, that's what it is. It is the, the prototype of product development, that this is the first iteration um, the ugly draft, so to speak, that will, after we go through self-editing and editing, um, will turn into something beautiful and something that you can market and actually sell. And I think that was the toughest obstacle for me. And I think a lot of us uh, face that where we have this perfectionist mindset, right? And, and really it comes down to, it's not about perfection, it's about progression. And as we say here, a lot is, is done is better than perfect, right? Because Perfect is actually not a real thing. It's an imaginary finish line. Um, and I think once I understood that, that really helped me a ton to really just have the freedom to just write that ugly first draft that ended up turning into an international bestseller, right? And I go back and I look at like my draft versus what was published and it, it is radically different in a very good way. Um, and, and I think as for like how I, you know, how to really write a good book is like, yeah, we teach you how to do this. I think one of the, one of the best things that I've done and I've learned from other full-time authors is read books in your genre, right? Like see how other authors are doing it and, and really like see how they set the scenes up in the stories. How are they, uh, really making plot A and plot B uh, intersect well together and really turn into something good. And just having those takeaways and learning what not to do. You now, because you're going to read some books that are just terrible. You're like, I am never doing that in my book. Uh, and so I think one of the best things you could do is also just get in the field and like just learn from other authors in addition to the coursework and uh, going to the group calls and all that. Yeah, that's great. And I, and I think a common misconception, I know even for me, early on, I didn't, I didn't connect the dots on this, is that memoirs actually are clo more closely related to fiction than they are to nonfiction, because you're telling a story, right? And so right. you have to be, a, uh, you have to, you have to write well and tell stories uh, in, a, in a way that kind of more closely resembles um, fiction, which I think is a, is a big aha moment for me, um, just thinking about writing a, 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 what it takes to write a great memoir. Um, so that's really helpful. Thanks for sharing that. So let's switch gears a little bit to the launch side of things. Um, what did you do to launch your book successfully? And what were maybe the top two or three things that sold the most books? Yeah, I think for me, um, the thing that probably helped the most with the launch was um, getting my list together earlier of like just awareness on my own social media. Hey, my book's coming out. Uh, I ended up changing my launch date like three times, by the way. So uh, throughout the course, I, and I put, and of course I post on social media every single time. It's like, all right, coming out, you know, uh, spring of 2020, then it's December, 2020, then it's 
spring of 2021 and it came out fall of 2021 right so every time i probably wouldn't recommend posting it every time until you know for sure uh but i think like building that buzz and even um once i had my cover design for example um using that like in my instagram and facebook stories right and dropping quotes from my book and, and really just asking people um you know if they you know would you like an early copy of my book? Would you like early access of my book? That's how I framed it to my audience. Um, and anyone in the polls who said yes, I just added to my list and hey, great. Uh, my book is coming out, uh, I think on this date. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and so that was one of the things I did to sort of build up to it, to build that momentum. And I think during the launch was like really booking like book promo sites, you know, and driving traffic and uh, being in touch with uh, my social media, right? Very busy during that launch week. And then, uh, and then after that, you know, sort of like the long-term, uh, you know, marketing is like ads, you know, getting ads set up on Amazon, BookBub, and uh, I have an ads manager doing it for me. Um, it's something that uh, I know how to do, but it's just not uh, in my wheelhouse or something that I want to do daily and continually optimize. But I think those are the two things is like getting set up before, running book promos during and awareness with your social media. And then after making sure you're getting ads set up to continue the sales. Cool. That's great. And let's talk about the journey to launch. Cause I think uh, this is, you know, everybody wants to hear the highlight reel, <laughs> right. Of that uh, you talked about, Hey, I, I moved my launch multiple times. What, um, what was the cause of moving the launch? What did you learn from that? And then how does that shape the way that you coach um, your students now kind of from the lessons that you learned from that? Yeah. Great question. So I think uh, the reason why my launch moved so many times was unrealistic expectations for myself. It was like, uh, you know, so at the time I'm writing uh, this book, um, when I was a student, I was an executive director at Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'm the president of my nonprofit. I was in the middle of moving, you know, and so I have like all this stuff going on and I really just just didn't have a good like awareness on like how on what this was going to take and and just got overly excited right it's like oh man I just want to do this thing and um, I think going back to just really it was unrealistic expectations uh, and really not planning it out properly and then if I would have done that I would have been able to set better expectations so that's something with my students that I, I tell them in the journey is like hey we teach you how to do this in as little as 90 days and there are people who do it all the time but that may not be you and that's okay, right? But whatever it is, let's look at your calendar and let's like really determine like what is realistic for you and what is not. Because uh, when I, because one of the downfalls of like not having the realistic expectations was I felt bad about myself like every time. Christmas around December 2020, book's not out. I'm like, dang it, this sucks. And and then you start having that the the imposter syndrome, right? Where it's like, oh man, like if I can't commit to this and do this, then maybe it's never gonna happen you know, mm. uh, and then sort of like doing it again in the spring of 2021. Same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is this actually going to happen or am I a phony? Um, and I, I think the value in that is making sure, and I didn't fall off the wagon because of that, but like people do. And mm. I think just yeah. having that realistic expectation based on your own capacity, it's your own journey. Don't compare it to anyone else's um, and, and just be okay with like, okay, maybe I thought I wanted to launch this thing in three months and maybe it's going to take seven months, but so what you did, yeah. you launched a book. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. So I think it's realistic expectations with yourself. That's so great. And, and I love that you, you spoke to that Kurt, because it's how do you create this feeling of winning, uh, and of progress. And, and you're totally right. It's, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it with some of your students and I know I've seen it with students as a whole. It's like when people get demoralized, that's when they stop. 
making progress. Exactly. And when they stop making progress, they fall out of the process and they give up on their book. Exactly. Uh, and it's so important that we create wins for ourselves, And then obviously we, through your coaching that, that you create wins for our students to say, all right, the very next step, the very next step and tangible, achievable goals that can make us uh, feel like we're, uh, we're making momentum um, to, to keep going through the process. Exactly. So let, let's talk about, um, let's talk about reviews. So I think it's been about what, six months since the book's come out? I think take? seven. Yeah. Seven. Losing track at this point, right? Yeah. So seven months. Um, I, I checked on Amazon uh, this morning and you're at 277 uh, ratings and reviews. Uh, how'd you do it? I mean, that's a lot of reviews, uh, especially, I mean, memoirs are tough to sell if you don't have a massive audience or if you're not famous. So yeah. um, how, how, how'd you do it? How'd you get so many reviews? Anything that worked well? Yeah, a couple things. I think one, following um, our non out our nonfiction outline template generator we have in the course, uh, and and having the review plea because there's so many books I review now, like with students, and they don't have the review plea. And now it's like, hey, that's something I tell them up front. You've got to have the review plea because your audience isn't going to do anything if they don't have that. And even when they do have it, they still might not do it. Most of them don't do it, right? And so what I've done, uh, I definitely have like a tailored review plea. Um, in, in my book. But then what I noticed was um, on Kindle, for example, they automatically ask you for a review, right? And most of our books that get sold are ebooks. And so even without the review plea, it prompts them to do it. So what I started doing was uh, my book is actually divided into like two sections where I have, or it, it's three sections and like a bonus section, right? So I tell my story in these three sections and then there's a bonus section with extra content interviews I did with other animal rescues. Um, and so what I did, instead of putting it at the last page of my book, I actually moved it right after my personal story, which when emotions are the highest, that's what I'm going to do to ask, right? Um, and what I've noticed is now if they read my ebook, they're going to get asked twice, you know, one by me and one by, uh, Ken, one by Kindle in two separate parts of the journey. And a lot of people may not go through the bonus content. And so for me, I, I decided to try that out. And ever since then, I, I pretty much have reviews coming in every day, maybe one um, one to two a day that'll just come in. So. Wow. That's amazing. And guys, um, Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Uh, if you want to learn more about getting reviews on your book, check out chapter 20 and publish the road to your first or your next 100 reviews. And if you're not familiar with the, the term review plea page, um, you can check out uh, the very back of my book, um, published. So you can see this here. Um, it's, it's one of the last pages in the book. You can check that out and see a template of that. And um, exactly what Kirk said, we've got, uh, we've got a template of that in the book outline uh, templates um, that our students use and that you can use as well. Uh, now, so we talked about reviews. That's amazing. Can't wait for you to hit uh, 300. 300. Uh, that'll that's probably happen this month or early next month. So we'll see. I mean, as a I'll history buff and as a, I mean, I feel like 300. Exactly. Like That's what I was, yeah. This exactly. is the magical review number for you. So 
Uh, let's talk about you. You got a book award uh, as um, let's see. It was a, um, a book fest 2022 memoir award winner yep. um, with Publishers Weekly. How'd you do it? And any advice for people who are uh, looking to submit or get uh, awards, book awards? Yeah, so I just uh, I just googled book awards um, to see what was relevant in there because you know a lot of the it feels great to win a book award, but more than anything, it's marketing, right? If you look at all these big time, um, you know, uh, Amazon, uh, USA Today bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, they all have some sort of book award or prestige, and a lot of it's just marketing, right? It's like, yeah, it felt great winning, um, but more than anything, I get a badge, I can put on my site. Um, I can uh, now market my book as I'm a three-time award-winning author for my book, right? Because I won in three different categories. And so um, I just Googled, looked around for book awards to enter, and that's exactly what I did. Now, as for like getting reviewed by Publishers Weekly, uh, you can actually submit that uh, to them. Um, and now uh, the thing is, though, if, if they give you a bad review, it's there forever. <laughs> so you want to make sure you are confident and ready to like get feedback. And for me, the, the, the initial reason for doing that was to get feedback, right? Where I was like, hey, how can I improve for my next book? Uh, and I, I didn't really get that. I just got like A rated. Hey, this is awesome. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I didn't really get any feedback on how to really improve. But now I can use that as marketing right? As featured in, in Publishers Weekly. And so a lot of that's marketing, but if you want to enter, you can just Google and, and send them a submission um, and, and find relevant book awards that are relevant to your book. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Um, now you decided to give all, all the proceeds of your book to charity. What's yep. uh, obviously the nonprofit that you've created. What was the why behind that? Has that helped sell more books and any tips that you have for people who are thinking about, about, about donating the proceeds of their book um, to a charity or cause? Yeah, the why behind it goes back to the story of the, the homeless puppy and just how he really put me on my path to animal advocacy. Um, and, and I didn't really need the money. It's not that I don't need money. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm down with money. If someone wants to hand me money, I'm going to take it. Trust me, that's not the case. But I guess I wanted to like really use this book as a fundraiser, right? To help abused animals. Um, and I thought as well that this could be a selling point. And I do think it's a selling point for the book. Um, I, I've gotten a couple of reviews where people are like, man, not only is this a great story, it's for a great cause, right? And, and you don't have to feel like you have to give all of it. That was just something I was in a financial position where I could do that. Um, and so I felt fine doing it. Um, and yeah, and we've been able to raise right now. It's like, uh, I think I've sold, I think I'm just north of 4,000 copies, about $15,000 in revenue, um, and really have been able to use that money to help pay for surgeries for uh, homeless animals or abused animals. And it's been a great feeling. And then I'm able to put those pictures of the animals in my book, right? Uh, which is something I didn't think you could do. And that's sort of another thing is like, even when your book's uploaded and published, all you have to do, if you have a, a new insight, a new story, a new picture, a new website, you just, you just format your book, couple couple pages, upload, and then it's as if it was always already there. And so um, that's what I've been able to do with that. And um, yeah, and so that's really the why behind it. But not everyone has to do that, but I, I do think it has helped, um, has helped with that for sure. That's amazing. That's awesome. Really, really cool. So uh, I want to shift gears a little bit and I want to talk about lessons learned um, from in the trenches with our students at self-publishing school. So as I mentioned at the top of this, you've completed, I think you said about 200, about, about 2,200 coaching calls one-on-one -on -one with our students uh, and your, your team, the coaching team at self-publishing school completes over 200 coach one-on-one -on -one coaching calls per week 
uh, with aspiring and existing authors, which is just kind of a mind-blowing number when you think of it. And so I think you and your team are one of the best, some of the best people on the earth <laughs> to talk about in the trenches information of what's actually working and, and that sort of thing. So I want to kind of tr- pull some threads out and this will be helpful for one of two buckets. You're listening to this, maybe uh, you're on your author journey. Maybe a second bucket is you're thinking about signing up for self-publishing school and you can kind of see a vision of what this process looks like. And then third bucket, maybe you just signed up and you're listening to this before your first coaching call with Kirk. Um, and so this will help you get the most out of that uh, coaching process. So um, first question would be, what's the number one challenge that most authors face um, that keeps them from getting started with your book or yeah. with their book? I think it is um, the process, right? Like the overwhelming process. Even if you Google it, it's like, oh man, like what does this even mean? Like what is, what are keywords and categories? Like what is all this? I think it's the overwhelming process um, that makes it seem like it's daunting and undoable. Um, and, that, and that's how I felt too. And I think that's why a lot of people actually don't get started. But uh, at self-publishing school, I mean, we've broken it down you know, clear steps, clear next steps, and uh, really these digestible pieces that are deployable and you can do. And what I'll say is uh, me as a student, if I could do it, anyone can do it. Trust me. Um, I I am very confident about that, but I think it's just the overwhelming uh, amount of tasks that have to happen for a book to be published. And self-publishing school has done a great job of just breaking it down into pieces that you can understand and implement and actually see tangible progress. Got it. So there's overwhelm and so much overwhelm that sometimes people will say, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Don't even know what to do. Exactly. And then I guess by the time they talk to you, they probably work through some of that. So you probably see a little bit less of that where it's okay. By the time they talk to you on that first coaching call, they probably Googled something. They've maybe watched a webinar. They talked to our team. They've signed up and they're ready to go. What's What's the biggest kind of uh, challenges or things that bubble up on that first call as uh, our authors are getting started that you see? Yeah, great question. I think a lot of it is a lot of authors don't realize they probably have three or four books in them when they come onto the call, right? And so when they're sharing their ideas, some of them seem conflicting and then they they take that as a... um, as something that's not a good thing, right? As a challenge, I'm like, no, this is a good thing, right? Now we have to figure out just what is your first book that we're going to write. I think it's figuring out what that first book is uh, because they probably have three or four of them. And that's what I've seen with almost everyone. I I think rarely it's been the case where someone's only had one book uh, in mind. And I think it's just uh, taking, deciding where am I going to start? What book am I starting? And that's dependent on the goal, right? If If you're trying to build lead gen for your business, you're going to want to write that book before you write your novel, right? But if you're just here for fun and you just want to learn, it's like, maybe you write the novel first. Um, So it really depends on the goals, but I think that's the biggest challenge is like narrowing down which book am I actually writing first. That's great. Now, if you were to, you kind of look at all your most successful students, the ones they get the book done and, and they move through the process, the book sells well, all that. What are two or three common traits of your most successful students? Yeah, so um, our most successful students um, are the ones who utilize our resources, 
Um, that is by far probably the biggest commonality I've seen. Um, we have lots of resources here at self-publishing school from the course to the one-on-one -on -one with the coaches to unlimited access to group coaching calls uh, to the Facebook community. Uh, and really my students who have had exponential results have utilized all of that, right? And a lot of times we'll get students who may utilize one or two things um, when really it's like, man, if you could just dedicate some time to do all of it, you will see exponential results. Um, that's probably the biggest commonality with it. Um, I would say that the second commonality is, um, man, the big one is just the resources and, and just utilizing that. But um, I think the willingness to um, ask questions, right? Uh, and, 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 and again, I guess that goes back to utilizing the resources, right? Because I think a lot of students may feel like their questions are dumb or like this, you know, or they'll preface it like, this is probably a dumb question. Uh, but it's like, man, no, you just don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's OK. Like any question is up for up for uh, up for asking. And so you need to ask the questions to understand. Mm. So I think someone who's willing to ask the questions and utilize the resources, that's a combination for a successful author. Yeah, they ask questions. They're coachable and they're action oriented. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing that I've seen over the years um, is that the, the students who are at the end of that call, they say, all right, here's what I'm going to do between now and the next call. And then when you show up to the next call, they've done it and they say, what's next? Okay. How can I, how can I do this better? Exactly. What's next? And, and they're curious, they're questioning uh, and they're coachable. Um, and I think that combined with utilizing the resources throughout, I think it's a, it's a pretty potent combination. So let's, let's flip it the other way. Okay. Um, so students who are less successful um, or who just kind of fall off completely. And I know sometimes this is tough because that probably means they're not using the resources, right? So you might not end up talking to them again because it's like we're trying to connect to them and then they've just right. given up on the book or, or have kind of fallen off. So, so you might not always hear this, but if you, were, if, you, if you were to kind of distill it based on what you know, what would be the two or three things that you'd say, hey, the students who aren't successful, usually these two or three things trip them up or these are common traits of those folks. Yeah, the biggest thing uh, I see when people fall off is when they don't show up to a coaching call uh, or they don't book their next call with their coach, um, when they lose contact with the community, right? When they go into isolation as an author, and that's the worst thing you could do. And that's why we offer so many resources, so many pathways for you. You've just got to connect and stay on board. And if you stay on board, you will get the result. Um, so that's probably the biggest one is people who just like they don't stay in contact for whatever reason. Maybe it's, uh, I got busy, right? But there's always going to be a reason to not do your book. I don't think I've met one student who was just, you know, I have all the time in the world and I just want to hang out in a field with Stephen King. We're going to bang out bestsellers together or something. It's like, no, like everyone pretty much has a job or they're, they're wearing multiple hats and you just have to find what, what, what is realistic for you going back to the realistic expectations and just be okay with maybe I'm going to write once a week. I'm not going to do the everyday thing. Maybe it's just bulking it on Saturdays. That's what I did. I wrote on Saturday mornings from seven to nine. That's it. That's all I did and, and got done. Um, and so I think like falling off the wagon by not staying connected to the community. And also what you said is like someone who's uncoachable, right? Um, so I've seen students who've come in uh, very set in uh, their ways, uh, doesn't really have a growth mindset, even though they're talking to a coach or our coaching team who we have lots of experience with this. We've seen all kinds of books. 
uh, and they're just not really open to the idea. And, and here at South Public School, we will help you. If you want to write a book about dragons and fairy and whatever, I, I will help you. That is no question. We're gonna we're gonna make this book happen. But if your if your objective is to get lead gen from that for your uh, you know your uh, life coaching business, that's probably not the book to write, right? But we still have students who will go against the grain with that, and we'll still help them. Um, but it's definitely prefaced up front. It's like, hey, like we're here to help you, and we want to help you accomplish your goals. So um, you should you should probably listen to us. So I guess it's like the the un, uh, the lack of a growth mindset, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. and and not being coachable. And, and recognizing that, hey, our job is to hold you accountable and uh, to tell you what, what you need to hear uh, in the coaching process. And that's not always what you want to hear. And, and it might be painful at first, but if you, if you listen and you implement um, what we teach, you're going to be more successful um, with that book. Um, so that's, exactly. a, that's, a, that's a really great, uh, really great takeaway. So, um, let, so uh, kind of a couple final questions here. So the first call that um, students have with you as a clarity call um, where they get clear on who they're writing to, what they're writing about, next steps, all that stuff. Uh, what's the, what's maybe the, 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 the kind of the common digging or like kind of p- things that you have to cover or reroute where they might come into the call thinking one thing and then, you, you know, you got to focus or redirect. What's that? And then what's the most common homework that you're giving students at the very end of that call? Yeah, I think uh, the clarity call or the plot call, exactly what it is, is like getting super clear on where we're going. Because if we don't know that, we ain't going anywhere. And so um, I think it's uh, asking great questions to them, uh, specifically around like, what is your goal for the book, right? Because your goal for the book is going to determine the book we write. So that's something we do at the beginning is like, hey, what, what's the ideal outcome from this book? Like, what do you hope happens? Is this lead gen? Is this a bucket list item? Is this like, what is this that you're trying to do? Um, And then based on that, it's like, all right, now we need to write a book that's going to get there. So uh, I've read your notes and, and then, then the conversation will go like this, like, Hey, like this sounds like you're in the right direction, or we may need to pivot. And this is what I mean by this. Right. And then we basically determine, um, is this going to be a self-help book? Is it going to be more of a memoir? Is this going to be, and then just walking them through that. But really the big thing is like starting with the end in mind. And that's a lot of things that the students don't do. They, they're super excited. And I, and I think about myself uh, as a student as well, when I came in, it's like, I don't, I'm just going to write this book to help animals. I don't, I don't care. I don't even know what it's about um, uh, exactly. And, but it's just getting super clear on what the goal is. And that informs what type of book we're going to write. Um, and then what was the second part to that? The last- yeah, so what, what's the, what's the most common piece of homework that you're mm-hmm. assigning people? Yeah. Yeah. So really the, the most common, uh, is really for the next steps is, is so it's based on, um, their publishing goal, right? So that's the question that gets asked. When do you want to publish this book? When do you think this should happen? And then based on that, the coaches will work backwards and say, okay, if you want to publish this in 90 days, We've got to have this, by the time we talk next month, this rough draft has got to be completed, right? So really it's based on their publishing goal. We then set the um, the expectations of what needs to be done. Common is a, a couple chapters being done, having a fully flushed out outline uh, in addition to like, hey, you need to commit to one group coaching call a week, right? You need to make your intro post into the mastermind community, right? Uh, check, it, check on it every day. Um, those type of things, just getting them back in the resources, um, and then, yeah, that, that's pretty much like the most common step is resources and what, what, what's realistic for you to accomplish before we talk. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, and, and I love what you touched on earlier is that that forward momentum and that very next step, 
you know, we have the, we have the eight milestones that we coach people through. I talk about this in my new book, um, but then we also, I mean, this is the, the baseline of the curriculum and the program as well. Um, and so I'll see if I can uh, pull this up. Um, but it's, and so the goal is always, and I realize people probably can't see this super well, um, but the goal is always to help students take the very next step, right? So if you haven't got your mind map done, get that done. If you haven't got your, turn that into an outline, get that done. Okay. And then there's this big leap from outline to rough draft. And that's where I think it's really important that as students, but then also us as coaches, we chunk that down to say, all right, we got to admit, it, it, we're not just going to wake up one day and that rough draft's going to be done. There's a lot of steps that it's going to take to get there. And that's the really the, the, the meat of the process. And so having that very next step, booking your next coaching call, showing up to a write your book virtual workshop or a rough draft group coaching call or a writing room, like all of these resources that we have is just showing up and taking that next step. Um, showing up to that next coaching call with your homework done, like things like that, I think just make a, a really, really, really big difference. And so on that note, if, if I'm listening to this right now and I'm, I'm a new student, uh, maybe I've got you, Kirk, as my coach or, or maybe one of our other coaches on the coaching team, what can I do to best prepare for that clarity call or for that plot call? Um, and just as a distinction for listeners or viewers, uh, we call it the clarity call is for nonfiction. A plot call is... Uh, for our fiction students. So that's kind of the difference between the two. But um, what can I do as a student to prepare for that call? Make sure I get the most out of it. Yeah, great question. So uh, definitely one, show up to your welcome call with our student success team, right? They're going to help connect you with the resources. That's a huge thing, as well as doing the homework from there, which is going through the orientation part in the course. Uh, for And then for, for fiction, it's getting your five milestones plotted out already, right? Just the draft of it. Um, and, and it's showing up with a coachable, you know, growth mindset, knowing that what you've written and what you're, what you're saying is probably going to change somewhat once you have your call with your coach. Uh, and that's a good thing. So mm, yeah. uh, I th think that's, that's probably the best thing that they can do to prepare for the call. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, Kurt, kind of final question that I have is knowing what you know now, and this is from your experience as a student and as an author, but then also uh, your, your experience as a coach, um, is what would be your parting piece of advice for the Kirk from a few years ago uh, or from all the other Kirks out there um, who are thinking about writing their first book? Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I guess if you're thinking about doing it, it's like, man, take action on it. And I, I think that, um, I mean, the impact my book's had um, on people and animals. And it, I didn't realize that that wasn't like I was trying to, I didn't have a sales goal or anything, but, uh, when I see some of these reviews coming in and people, I don't know, by the way, leaving reviews, I'm like astounded at what they're saying. And, uh, I just encourage everyone like, man, like you have a story to share, you know, everyone's story is unique. Um, and you just need to share it. Right. And I think a book is a very rewarding way, a crystallization of that, that, um, will be here as a legacy beyond uh, the time that you're here, you know? So I think just taking that next step and knowing that you can do it. And if I could do it, I'm just telling you, anyone can do it. If some random dude in South Georgia can do it, you can do it. Trust me. That's amazing. Kirk, uh, such an inspirational story and, uh, just so beautiful. The work that you're doing with animals, both through your foundation and through your book and, uh, and then leveraged impact, right? The impact that you're having coaching authors through this process. I mean, 
it, it's the ripple effect is tens of thousands and what will become ultimately millions of people that are being impacted uh, by this work, uh, which is pretty amazing. So uh, where can people go to buy your book uh, or to support your nonprofit? Yeah, so you can go uh, anywhere books are sold, uh, but you can visit my website, kirkmurray.com, K-E-R-K, thanks to my mom, want to spell it that way, Uh, (laughs) M-U-R-R-A-Y.com, and you can get information about my nonprofit there, as well as where you can buy the book. Awesome. Kirk, you're the man. Appreciate you. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, uh, if if you've heard this interview and uh, and you said, hey, uh, I'd love to take that next step with my book, and I'd love to see how self-publishing school might be able to help. Um, I would encourage you book a call with our team. We'd love to to make a plan. We'd love to set out some next steps uh, and and, and just help get you started and see if we're a fit and see if we can help you with your book. So go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Go ahead and book a call right now. Seriously, don't wait. Uh, Go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Um, Go ahead and book a call with the team. Uh, And if you decide to enroll, maybe, just maybe, uh, you might have Kirk as your coach. Uh, Our goal is to pair you up with the the coach that's best fit for the book that you're writing. Uh, But maybe that's Kirk, or maybe you can say, hey, a little special request. Um, I want Kirk as my coach. So um, book a call with the team. We'd love to chat with you about your book. Uh, And then who knows, you might be talking to Kirk here uh, real soon about that book, and he can hold you accountable uh, and help you through the process. Um, So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Book a call with the team. We look forward to helping with you, uh, helping you on your book. I'll talk soon. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, So thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important Uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.